0: This, this is this, is
1: this, this,
2: this, Fight disciples.
1: We are gathered here today for the fight disciples. UFC and boxing talk.
3: How you doing? Welcome to the award-winning Fight Disciples program on Radio City Talk. I'm Adam. Nick is here as well. Hello, and we've got an action-packed show lined up for you this week. Uh, we're going to be speaking to Callum Smith shortly. Stick around for that. We're going to be speaking to Anthony Fowler as he plans to make his pro debut on the Kellbrook Errol Spence undercard at the weekend at Bramall Lane. And with that in mind, I think it's only fair that we speak to one of our one of our favourite supporters, I suppose. Ever since Day Dot, he's been a part of this show, popping up on several occasions. And with this being his biggest fight of his career so far, I think it's only fair that we get Kellbrook himself, the IBF welterweight champion, on the show. He'll be joining us a little bit later later on now then let's get straight into it shall we this week we have heard the news that has been confirmed that Callum Smith will be going to America oh yes WBC Super Middleweight Championship will be on the line as it is currently vacant he will be taking on Anthony Durrell and we fully anticipate that Callum will become the first Scouser to win a world title on foreign soil I know it's never happened before we don't class Robin Reed as a scout so he's from Chester yeah. alright we'll get to that <laughs> that was Italy as well this is America <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> absolutely let's get him on the show shall we Callum how are you mate you good yeah good well first of all welcome back to the show mate it's always good to uh, have you on when we've got something to talk about because you've been out yeah. for a period of time you've been chilling feet up mate enjoying yourself but now it's business time bro yeah it's good to be
4: back. here. Like a whole lot in the ring, so looking forward
3: to it. we were having a discussion um, when it was announced, how long you have been either mandatory or connected in some way, shape, or form to the WBC? I've been I've been going back through the calendar, mate, and it's been quite yeah. a, quite a period of time, hasn't
4: it? Yeah, it's been a lot longer than what I expected. A lot longer than what I'd like it to have be, been, but it, it is what it is. Boxing's not always a straightforward. as people like it to be, but um, I've got me shot now, and I've just got to just make sure I take it.
3: How many um, of your friends and family have been on like absolutely delighted that it's LA, that they're going to get a little bit of an out of this as well?
4: <laughs> yeah, definitely. Especially when it was first announced and you were mentioned Flint, Michigan, which yeah. is the best of places to be fair. So
3: I've no, been in there, LA. There's no running water in Michigan. Why do you want to go out there?
4: Exactly, you tell me. But that's where you were saying you wanted originally. That's where he's from. But i it's been moved to LA and no, I, think, I think it's pleased everyone all around, I think.
2: Did um uh, was it was it yourself, Callum, or was it was it Joe, or was it you know was it Eddie that pushed back on Michigan that you know distance yourselves from Michigan, or were you were you basically just game to go anywhere?
4: No, between ourselves, we were saying no, we don't really fancy going there, but we have to, so we agreed to go. We agreed to Michigan. We agreed to May twenty seventh, which was the original date planned, and I don't know. It seems to just be getting delayed and delayed, and then they come back and said they couldn't do the twenty seventh, so it'd have to be a bit later. So. I think with them within the P we've had to just sit and wait and do everything on their terms. But they've given a contract now, a new one for September the 9th. I've signed it for El Sanders, so it's all a go.
2: So it's on. We love it. Mm-hmm. There was talk as well, obviously speculation going around, it sounds like from your point of view it was always going to be Darrell. it was always going to be for the green and gold, but there was a bit of speculation a few weeks ago about the potential to fight James De Gale in July, was there any truth to that rumour or was that kind yeah, of... Yeah I was
4: getting a lot of tweets from but... no, him, I think the De Gale fighter will always be there with both being British, now it is a fight that I'd love to take, I believe at the minute he's probably the man to beat in the division, but... I've always had a reason in my own head to go and become a world champion and then fight you know, on a unification, I feel. If I bring something to the table, it leaves me in the best position. So I've got, the plan was to always go and win the WBC. It just got delayed a bit, which kind of annoyed me. But you no, know, that's that's the reason I've chosen. It's always been, been the plan. So fingers crossed I can come to the, the other one. And then, the, the girl fight's always there.
3: Plus, like what you said, Nick, right? That would have happened probably in the UK. This guy's greedy. He wants to be the first scouser to do it abroad. That's what Callum's up to, aren't you, lad?
4: Yeah, that's not fun. I did see, I seen your tweet the other day. I didn't realize no one ever no only ever won a title abroad. So mm-hmm. I think I, you,
3: ca- you can't class Robin Reid as a scouser because he did his in Italy, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. However, however, proper scousers nobody's done it abroad, mate. So you know what I mean? September yeah, so first one. That's a lot bad... that changes this year. Mate, hopefully. you'll be getting a bronze statue, sunshine. That's what you'll be getting. <laughs> <laughs> and
2: you fought in California before, Callum. You had a nice knockout on your record from that. Yeah, from California. Really
3: so I
4: boxed on. Carebrook's show and that was the same show that I won the title against BK three years all on the one show wow so um, yeah but, uh, but now I boxed over there before I enjoyed it and I said then I'd love to come back and be in Carebrook's position and really enough three years later I'm in the exact same position challenging for the world title over there
3: Has there been any fallout with Anthony durrell after the weekend mate because that were bonkers at the weekend and I know that that's he were no involved idea, in some to be
4: honest with you again I've had what'll happen but I don't know, again, I haven't heard nothing so I think no news is good news but fingers crossed. I I'm not condoling what happened, I think it's terrible to be honest with you, especially from his uncle but yeah. Mate, if if
3: you, you see his uncle knocking about, remember the rules of boxing. Protect yourself yeah. at all times. So keep your guard <laughs> no, up. No, yeah. Listen, that, no, he, no, the down, uncle it. ain't going to be anywhere near the
2: ring anytime <laughs> no. ever again. I'm telling you that no, now. No,
3: rightly so as well. No, absolutely, mate. Listen, exciting times for uh, the Smith family. I put this bet on every year. I've told you this before. I told Paul this before, yeah. right? I put this bet on every year that all four Smith brothers will fight for world titles in one calendar year. We're getting there, man. I've, yeah. d- I've got to phone yeah, Swifty in a minute. I've got to phone Swifty and say, "Come on, pull your finger." out what's up? I
4: know, I was getting closer each year, but hopefully this year will be the one. Do
3: you get an opportunity? I know that you're knee deep in camp now, but will you get an opportunity to get out to Germany? It's not too it's, there's a decent gap between yours and Paul's isn't there?
4: Yeah definitely there's a big enough gap and as you know, long as there was more than a week's gap I'd have probably went anyway. The only fight I've missed was the, the Ward one. And that was course, fighting six days later yeah. and in the Brass and Liverpool. But no, so I'd definitely be there one hundred percent.
3: And then Beefy's obviously got his rematch. He doesn't matter. Yeah. We, we we spoke to him when it was made, and he's like, "I'm not bothered where it is, mate. I'm not bothered. Yeah, you, put, it the like <laughs> put it in a car park, like that. Put it in a car park. I'll do it there. <laughs> no bother." Yeah, he just cares.
4: You know, he had that you think he was a kid. As long as it's <laughs> a fighting, the in the ring, he doesn't
3: matter where it is. Listen, just away from boxing, um, Nick is obviously buzzing about this. I'm no doubt you and your family are buzzing about this Champions League football, mate. You know what I mean? You sorted yeah. that out,
4: didn't you, lad? Eh? Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's been a while, but I think. Club who needs to be in the Champions League and yep. I think he made that hard work but to be fair there's a few times it looked like it was a set and then the week later it looked like he threw it away but I'll be finally straight home and I'll build on that now and attack you know, different players who want to play Champions League football as well That's
2: right May 2018 we'll be singing We Won It Six Times where will we be singing it? <laughs> at Anfield while Callum fights the gale to unify the belts. Mark well, well, my
3: words. Well, Mark my words. Mate, listen, earlier on this year, I think it was at a Crawler fight, I asked Eddie, what's the crack with you, where we're at because we wanted to know the, the business yeah. and he was mentioning Anfield there and thereabouts, mate, so I know those conversations yeah, are already had happening. had
4: a couple of meetings with them, they're keen to do a fight there in the future so I think it just needs a world title from someone in the city to do it. So fingers crossed if no one of us can get it this year, then no, it's definitely definitely a possibility and the more we can win and then it's
3: getting bigger and bigger. That'd be sensational. He's so modest, he's so calm. Listen, we know it's going to be you, mate. (laughs) Get (laughs) up there, go get some green and gold and then then let's go through the light heavyweights as well, Cal. That's what it's all about, lad. (laughs) 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 Listen, mate, always a pleasure to speak to you. Thank you so much for your time. It's a pleasure, thanks. Before we
2: let you go, Cal, this weekend, obviously, Groves, Chudanov, what what are you thinking? Um,
4: It's a good fight. I think Chudonov's I think he's best and what people give him credit for. I just think if Gold is going to do it, this is his time. And I think he might be naturally a little bit too big. Because i was only sure for a super middleweight, Groves is big for
3: it. But I think Gold's points. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. I think he could jab his head off here, mate, couldn't he? He could jab his head off.
2: I think he might have to go off the floor. But I think you're right. Yeah, I think I think he might have a
3: few rocky parts
4: in it. I think he always get with Gold, but
3: yeah,
4: I think he'll he got back to his boxing a bit on the And and think he'll last out the way for twelve.
3: And obviously, I um, know palio's aunt is uh, making his professional debut, isn't he, Anthony Fowler?
4: Yeah, again, it's been a long time coming. He's been out there since the Olympics and a lot of people have been asking him. But no, I think stylistically, he's to the pros and I'm looking forward to how yeah. Jerry progressed. Because I'm done J, as an amateur, so yeah. no, I think the only option for him was to him so I don't think it was worth him waiting
3: another four years for the Olympics, so no, good luck to him. Absolutely, mate. Listen, all the best, Callum. Thank you very much for your time, yeah, mate. Enjoy fun. your camp, you my lot. mate. We'll We've yeah. got to get to LA. Haven't we? We've got to get yeah, to LA. Yeah. That's it, mate. Yeah, that's we're right. going to get sponsored <laughs> off an <laughs> holiday company and we'll get out there. See you a bit. <laughs> yeah, see you soon. So right, mate. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I know that we were laughing and joking there about him becoming a two-weight world champion before he's even become a one-weight world champion, but this is something that you've been saying for at least, well, two years since I've been working with you. You've been saying, yeah. this, is, this kid, look at the size of the man. He's exactly. amazing how he makes 12 stone.
2: And it, it, because of his ability as well His size Obviously The, the frame he's got His screams Light heavyweight division He's got to eventually move up When he fills out But it's the fact that He's got the ability And the power At super middleweight That we know will carry up To light heavyweight Listen I've spoke to Cal this In the past And he always does, does What he does Then he kind of laughs it off And shrugs it off but I know deep down inside He wants to move up a weight He wants to be A two weight world champion And um, You know We start on September the 9th At super middleweight And then we go from there But listen That shout out at Anfield That is real Callum Smith Headline A title fight At Anfield Can happen We can have that moment
3: And hopefully, I'm going to eventually make myself a few quid with all four of those Smith brothers fighting for world title. What this
2: year? It's not a bad shout. Mm. Obviously, two of them's locked down. Hopefully, if Liam's fight against Liam Williams gets promoted to a full world title fight, which it may well still do. And then, of course, you've got you, all we need to do. Then is get a match up. Swifty,
3: Swifty's the normal Swiftie. one that I rely on. Swifty's always the one that's exactly, in the title yeah. fights.
2: I'm sure Swifty. I'm sure we could we could get like a WBF title fight or something <laughs> like that. You know, and, you know, an IBO. The IBO give him away for Come nothing. On.
3: He's got an IBO belt in. I'd have, I'd have to find my uh, bookie to make sure that the IBO counts as part of my bet. Um, <laughs> they might they might laugh that one off. But uh, all the best to Callum, obviously, in September fighting for the WBC crown. His brother uh, fighting next month, Paul. Uh, for the WBA super middleweight crown, I'm getting lost with all these uh, tiles and trinkets and, and weight divisions that these boys are involved with, uh, and obviously, hopefully, Beefy will be boosted to the uh, to get WBO. his old belt back. Well, it's his, his old, old WBO belt, belt yeah. his old uh, WBO belt, and at the lighter weight categories as well. Stephen, fingers crossed, getting involved as well. Once again, this just reiterates to me. Liverpool boxing is absolutely yep. booming. Not just in their house, but everywhere else yep. as well. Because we've still got, technically, the WBC Cruiserweight Champion of the World in this city. People might argue that now that he's been boosted to eminitis and he's a heavyweight technically now. Yep. But the bomber, Bellew. Um, we're going to be speaking to Anthony Fowler in a minute, who's a kid that obviously has those type of aspirations. You've got the likes of Rocky Fielding, who we've been speaking about on our uh uh, Standard podcast, who's going to be, obviously, well, he's the British champion at this moment in time. He'll have world title ambitions. The, the list is endless of yeah. these scousers. JJ are, McCaff, Robbie, Robbie Davis, dominated.
2: Paul Butler. Mm. He could go on forever.
3: Mm. Um, looking forward to uh, continuing the journey with uh, Callum Smith very, very shortly. Uh, now, let's move on to a man that we've just mentioned there uh, uh, with Anthony Fowler, a guy that had an absolutely illustrious, illustrious Um, amateur career, six-time ABA champion, captain of the great British team going to the Olympics. He's now decided to what we call in the business as turning over. That's what I do at night time when the wife's telling me to stop snoring. (laughs) But he's turning over, he's turning professional, and he makes his debut this weekend. do not get better than making a debut at a stadium fight, to be fair, does it, for the kid? Uh, We're going to be speaking to him next, right here on Radio City Talk.
2: You're listening to the Fight Disciples podcast.
3: Still to come on today's show we will be speaking to the IBF welterweight king that is Kelbrook taking on Errol Spence at the weekend Bramall Lane the venue it should be absolutely unbelievable and what a place to make your professional debut young fella done unbelievably well in his amateur ranks from this fine city of Liverpool makes his uh, professional debut at the weekend his name is Anthony Fowler. We're going to be speaking to him in a minute, but you've been following his career for quite some time, haven't you?
2: The machine.
3: The machine, indeed. Um, and you've said to me on several occasions, yes, all right, he's had, he's had a brilliant amateur career, six times ABA champ, um, but his style, the way that he approaches the game, he is made for the professional ranks.
2: Yeah, I've always said that because, you know, he's a typical Golden Gloves uh, prodigy, you know, the kid that it, it's, a, it's a gym out of the south of Liverpool, where it's famous for its... Come forward style, big punching, big hooks. Like they've, they've, every, it's funny you can you can see a kid from the Golden Gloves, say compared to a kid from the Solly or from Nosley Vale, you can see there's a difference in the style mm. depending on what part of the city they grew up in, which is kind of mental. But he's got very much that that style, that South End style. Where he's winging in hooks, as I say, power shots, loves digging his heels his toes into the canvas. Now, for me, Anthony Fowler when he got. He, obviously, he's so decorated as an international. But when he got into being an international, I thought it slowed him down a little bit too much. I think he he just didn't seem to have the same kind of va va voom, let's say, as what he had earlier <laughs> have you on. A little bit of in French into it? a little bit of cheeky French there. Yeah, exactly. The <laughs> uh, croissant this morning as well. Oh yeah. Uh, I just think now. I'm hoping we're going to see more of that back now that he's with Dave Caldwell, a training that both of us massive respect for. Listen, Dave Caldwell got the keys to this city after what he did with Tony Bellew at Goodison Park. I couldn't think of a better person for Anthony Fowler to go with. He's told us already that he's having a great time with Dave. Now I want to see the proof is in the pudding. I want to see a vintage performance on his debut. I know there's a lot of pressure on him, but I want to see him turn it on Saturday night.
3: Let's get stuck into it. Am, how are you, mate? You good? Hello. How are you? Yeah, good, Adam, thanks, mate. Listen, man, as uh, as pro debuts go, to make it in a stadium, that's pretty That's pretty solid, man. Not not most people get to do that. It's normally a leisure centre somewhere, bro. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, of course. No,
1: that, that's one of the reasons why I stayed I'm for so long, because I didn't want to say I'm, I'm pro, and I said, but I through the small horse, showers, I thought, go to the Olympics, get myself a medal, and then I'd, I'd move straight on. Obviously, I never went that way, but I've still got a massive profile now, and, the British box, mean, so big on the match room and stuff. I just went straight into a massive bill, which, which is very special for me.
3: No, absolutely. Regarding opponent as well, because that's come quite late. I think it's only been confirmed recently, hasn't it? Um, but now it's all confirmed up. Has the preparations been any different to what you've been used to as an amateur? Because I'm guessing as an amateur, you wouldn't necessarily prepare for opponents. You'd just do your own thing, wouldn't you? Yeah, well,
1: um, as an amateur, you just get the, get the, get the venue... You weigh in, and then the next day you get told who you're fighting. Yeah. A few hours before, so now i have new a little bit longer. It's a little bit
3: easier to prepare for. So kind of, this fight with, well, I say you've known a little bit longer, but it's it's still relatively last minute, I suppose, regarding the preparation for this weekend. You, it, What I'm trying to say is that this wouldn't have phased you. For a lot of fighters, it might have phased them if they've been used to preparing for a particular guy's style. You're just used to cracking yeah. on with your own thing.
1: Yeah, with me, mate, I'm I'm lucky in the, the sense that I've been around the world. I've boxed every single style. I've boxed Cubans, Russians, Uzbekistan, Kazakhstan. So I've seen every single style that is. I believe in boxing. So you seen me a bout, I haven't seen nothing about him, but me and Dave will watch a little bit before the fight, and as soon as um, the bell goes, I come out and I look at him, and then I'm sure that's was i straight away, and I'll work out the best way to <laughs> I like
3: watch against him. When the bell goes, I'll have a look at him, and then I'll smash him in. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's
1: simply what I mate, honestly, Godly. Like, uh, I've had sparring partners for the professionals. dave days, just got blooded in, and then and I'm doing nothing about them to come in sparred. And After a round, I'm just, I just, be can't do nothing with me because I'm quick, I'm quick, I'm fit, but I still some box in the ring.
3: Yeah, but that, that's good from your amateur pedigree, mate, because you've been used to figuring and think figuring things out quickly and thinking on your feet. You know what I mean. Once you're in there, and that's what. You need from. I suppose Dave will say this. You need this from your fighter to yeah, be able yeah. to be able to figure it out yourself. Yeah,
1: like for example, in a Commonwealth of games, I had five fights in eight days. Every every opponent <laughs> was a, a different style. Some of them are tall, poor, Some of them are small. Some of them are sluggers. Some are counterpunchers. punches. So I I, I know to deal with it, every single style that is. I mean, I'm fairly I'm um, good at adapting. Mm.
3: Whose decision was it to uh, eventually fight at one five four?
1: Um, what, what it was, is that I was boxing at way for years, and then in 2012, the end of it, I couldn't make any more of the sport, just, I can't do this, so yeah I went up to middleweight in um, 2012, and I was very, very successful at middleweight, but I was always weighing in on the weight, I always found it very strange that I'd weigh in, like two pounds under, and then all the rest of the team were all dead dry and hungry, yeah. and I was just like, this is not, why, am I, why am I just... It so easy. You're still
3: having KFC week of the fight, mate, chilling out, you know?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I've always been very professional, so I've always, I've all, even though I was underweight, I still eat good food. Yeah. I still would never eat nothing bad, but like eventually, at the elite level, there's lads boiling down from higher weights. For yeah, example, man. the lad I lost to in, in Rio, um, he, he, the day after the fight, he was 79 kilo. I haven't ever been 79 kilo in my life. <laughs> You know what I mean, so, um, and he's now a light heavyweight. Mm. I'm, I'm I'm now a light middleweight. So, so you mean him now? There's twenty three pounds difference, which is unbelievable. Because in real, we were the same weight. Mm. You know what I mean, but I do believe at Light middleweight, I'm just going to be like so big and strong. I'm going to be I'm going to be a big four. Sorry.
3: What's the What's the weight that you're fighting at this weekend? Because you're gradually doing it aren't you. You're gradually coming down yeah. to one five four.
1: But I don't want to jump into it. Obviously, going from um, I think I was boxing at, like I think any amateurs the weight I was fighting at I was something like maybe 1.70, so not so one six four maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I don't want to just jump into it, and go straight down, so I'm easing in, I'll fight at one five nine this starting, and eventually we'll, we'll bring it down slowly for the title fight.
3: And the plans are obviously to be incredibly active over the next year, I'm guessing?
1: Yeah, definitely. One of the reasons I went with Max again was because so many shows to fight on, like with me, it's key that hmm. I'm busy. Yeah, I'm just, I'll be boxing 20, 30 times a year, and That's not my best, because I I like to be in the gym. I like to be busy. I like to be improving. So I think think I'm going to have six fights this year.
3: Good. We've had, um, obviously, we keep an eye on your social media, mate, because you're very active on it. And we had Bell you in recently. And we were talking about, obviously, you turning over and and what have you, and conversations that you've had with with various lads. Now, I know, from just keeping up to date with you on social media, you tried a lot of trainers out. You've, You've been all over the world. You went over to the States and all sorts of stuff. Why did you settle on Dave Caldwell?
1: With there, one sec. With there, um, mate, I'm on the phone. Yeah, they, I, just, I just had a few other names, like you said. Obviously, it's what fits. I, I went to a few of the big main gyms, and I don't want to really be mention too many of them, but I'm just with everyone. I just think Dave just sat perfect for me. And with Sheffield as well, I've, I've lived in Sheffield for like seven years, basically, so yeah. I know Sheffield inside and out. And it just, just all fitted at the nice me, you know, just like, and we camp up right now. I've got a great SEC coach on board, named Danny Wilson up boxing science, and he's really like advanced stuff that I'm doing mate. Like, I'm getting me. I me my body fast on him. Uh, and training in a certain heart rate zone. And just, there's no getting me, me training me. There's no getting away from it. I've got to be getting worse very, very hard. You know what I
3: mean?
1: Also, mm. just have got a world class camp already. at this early stage.
3: Matt, just on just on <laughs> another thing away from the actual technical aspect of boxing. You're obviously we were. I was looking through your record and what have you. So you, your face was up on my computer screen the other day. My missus walked behind me as so she was looking, and she looked over my shoulder and saw a picture of you. She went, "Oh, who's that? He's he's a bonny lad. He's basically what she referred to you as. She's he's an attract he's an attractive boy." So I started laughing. I said, "This is a kid that's hopefully going to be on the show this week." So I'm telling her a bit about him. And do you know what she says to me? She says to me, what? "She went." is he going to shave his chest? And I went, I don't I, I don't know. <laughs> but then coincidentally, on your, I saw some back, back and forth on social media, Somebody had asked you the same thing, mate. You've got to keep the rug, lad. You've got to keep mate, it. I've, had,
1: I've actually had trouble thinking, you'd better shave that chest. And I'm just like, nah, the, the chest rug's
3: staying, mate. The love rug. <laughs> the, <laughs> 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 what does the missus say? Is she all right with that? Is, is the love rug staying, mate? Yeah, well, my beard
1: seems like it, but no one else does, but... <laughs>
3: That's all that matters, then! That's all uh, that matters, at end, lad!
1: At the end of the day, it's not a fashion contest, I'm on the ring, and um, it's a problem to see me, so I'm, I'm, a, I'm a real man. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking
3: of being a real man, I've noticed that you've been doing quite a them, uh, few of them tough mudders.
1: Yeah, well, I was, that was that was, um, that was a bit we in grief for me breath, but it was a um, charity, maybe, and I couldn't really It's for a long time ago to do with so mental health awareness, and hmm. obviously the way it worked out me, it was too easy for me to fight, so... It was a bit of a nightmare, but I just, I worked around it, so, you know what I mean? One of them things. Like, on a Saturday, I would have been born for a run anyway, so I just worked out after a run. I was going to
3: you know, say, like, du- miles, I, yeah, I was, was going to say, d- well, during your camp, mate, last thing you want to be doing is getting electrocuted on and throwing yourself through water and fire and all that type of stuff while you're doing your oh, training, right. lad.
1: Yeah, I, I had an like, intense, proper intense, um, few weeks, mate, and my body didn't feel it because I'm swearing Monday to Saturday, damn day, sparring all weekend. And- on a Saturday when I, when I should be resting, I'm getting dragged down to London, driving down there three and a half hours, and then I'm running 10 miles through the mud, electricity, electricity, blah, 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 and then the killer one was I had to run eight hours the foot last last Saturday from midnight to eight in the morning, eight hours, mate, non-stop. Really? <sighs> yeah, mate, through the night, mate, and it was raining most of the night as well, so... What was that for? Around. What was
3: that for? That's not a tough mudder, is it?
1: Yeah, yeah, it was a tough mother. It was um it, it's called the toughest mother, it was the toughest mother in Europe, the toughest race in Europe, mate. Did you tell and Dave
3: I, did you tell Dave before you did it or after? <laughs> <laughs> was, he
1: he was just shaking his head in disbelief, like he can't be doing that, but so Dave mate, I've agreed to him, mate to the T V show and um Charlie so I can't I can't say no. So on, on I didn't end up getting, going to sleep till the Sunday morning I, I, at nine nine thirty mate on the Sunday morning. So I was up basically rough, I was up for more than twenty four hours a week. Then I had to get up, drive up the drive to London, across the Liverpool and then on the Monday drive from Liverpool to Sheffield I was back on the gym sparring mate, so just just one of them things like it was hard for
3: me. And, and they wonder where the uh, the machine nickname comes from, oh, aren't they? You know what I mean, lad? I,
1: I mean, I've, I've backed it up, mate, this camera from I should have been juggling <laughs> um juggling all hands and I'm still before I spar on Monday. I still don't well bones, I'm still doing well, my opponent is still I'm still like I'm still the stronger man. Even though,
3: obviously all that. <laughs> Even though I've not had any sleep and I've just done an eight-mile run overnight. Oh, mate. More than eight miles, mate. Me, eight miles, eight hours non-stop. Eight hours, sorry. Yeah, eight hours non-stop. Yeah. Listen, all the best at the weekend, man. We're looking forward to this journey, mate, and, hope, and yeah. it gets underway at the weekend. Good luck, pal. Well, oh, thanks a lot, mate. Thank you. Catch you soon. Anthony makes his debut at the weekend on Kel Brook's undercard. We're going to be speaking to the main man next. Kel Kelbrook is on the show.
2: This is the Fight Disciples podcast. Subscribe now via the iTunes
3: store. Now then, you've heard from Callum Smith, you've heard from Anthony Fowler. Time to hear from the main man. Dead excited about this because he's... All been... of the lights, <laughs> all of the lights. Don't, don't sorry, say, yeah, that's don't, a you <laughs> don't you <laughs> dare. Don't you
2: dare. I'd go as far as to say he's got one of the best ring Class. walks class Saturday in Bramall Lane when the lights go dim and the big you know the the big floodlights come on and stuff like that and that comes on. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be absolutely popping.
3: He has been a, a staunch supporter of Fight Disciples ever since we started this as a podcast uh 15 16 months ago. He's been on two or three times now with yep. Kel, always uh good with his time, especially during fight week and we're delighted um that the man with the chocolate brownies is on the show right now. How are you, mate? You good?
0: I'm good, mate.
3: Good. How are them chocolate brownies, mate? They good? Oh,
0: There's some. There's some good sugar in them. They taste. They taste. <laughs> I'm ready to let them fly.
3: <laughs> mate, listen. You've been warming yep. them up in uh, Fuerteventura. It looks quite nice out there, sunshine. I like a little bit of that um, warm weather training.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, really nice weather out there. Doing a lot, done a lot of endurance training, cycling. Had some three three big big guys to spar with. It's it's nice to wake up in the sun and just wake up. as aching and you know, plenty of water and you're sweating. It's 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 great.
3: You've had Jamie Cox out there, haven't you? I mean, he's a he's quite a decent size super middleweight, mate. That, that's uh like you say, some big boy training.
0: Yeah, Jamie Jamie Cox. He's a, he's a big puncher, big super middleweight. You know, he's uh. He'd been training from beginning of the year, like full art, so he's, he's he's a real handful. And uh, he's fighting on the card Saturday night. He's in he's in uh, he's in a good fight with um, a local guy from Sheffield. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's everything everything's uh, bang on.
3: Was that conscious on your decision to get some bigger lads in there? To obviously you had the injury with the eye. Was it like, listen, I need it tested. If we're going to go in against someone like Spence, and we need it tested properly, so let's get some bigger lads in there who can punch a bit.
0: Uh, to be honest, with were weren't really about the eye. Were these welterweight guys? They've not. I've been, I've been, I've been hitting these guys. They've not been laughing in, in, in sparring. So <laughs> nobody's coming back. Guys,
3: You're hitting them, and they're not coming back. Bigger...
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've been hitting them. They're not been coming back. Some bigger guys, what can like take the punishment I'm giving
3: class <laughs> I love it mate that's all fair points listen this game, this game's at the weekend there'll be people that are tuning in at the weekend that don't know too much about Errol Spence he is the real deal he's obviously your, uh, your your mandatory I can see in your eyes I can see you licking your lips these are the type of fights especially under the lights at Bram or Lane mate for crying out loud these are the type of fights you've been crying out for for time
0: yeah um, he's the mandatory Errol Spence to everybody's um, praising him Um you know, he's doing massive things in America. You know, they're scream, screaming from the from the hills about him. So I, it's gonna, I know that it's gonna be a, you know, it's gonna be a hard, hard, you know, nice work. But like I said, I've I've been sparring with these guys, I've been training, I've been putting myself through it. You know, and I think I've been the challenger, you know, challenging for that world title, and I've all, I, I'm I'm the champion. So I know it like what it's like to defend the title and what why you know why it takes to be where I am. So. You know, I've, I think I'm more experienced. Last time he came to England, he lost. Mm. You know, so there's gonna be many things going through his mind. Many things yeah. in a hostile crowd. You know, he's got say twenty thousand uh, screaming fans in you know Bramall Lane wanted, wanting him to to lose and behind me. So, you know, there's gonna be there's gonna be many things going through his mind. But end of the day, I know that he's ready. I'm ready. And it's, you know, there's gonna be two winners that night, and that's myself and the family. Really a fantastic night,
3: epic. What's yeah. it? What's it like from your point of view, getting the opportunity to fight at Bramall Lane? Because I've no doubt, as a kid, obviously you've always been into your boxing stuff. But we know you support me. Everybody has that little dream, don't they? Where oh, I fancy scoring a goal at at, uh, at Bramall Lane or, or whatever football team you support. So this this is the next best thing, isn't it?
0: Yeah, it's massive. You know, it's massive. It's more. You know, probably more bigger for my uncle. My uncle Johnny, because he, you know, th- what. Uh, since I was a kid and he was taking me down to, to Bramall Lane, he actually said one day I would defend my world here, so wow. it's a dream come true, the dream come true, it's a, you know, if the dream come true, it's a massive night for the city, mm. you know, I'm just, I'm so happy that everything's uh, gone, you know, bang on and, you know, I'm going to be, uh, I'm going to be getting a lot of people excited, it's a, it's a fantastic night for Sheffield and for me and I just can't wait now. I've got itchy knuckles, ready to let some Class. chocolate brownies go. Oh,
2: yeah. I love it. I love it. What's 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 the city like at the moment? We're down, obviously, Sheffield, but it's, we're not down till the weekend. Kel, what's is the, is the city bubbling about the fight as well? Can it, it feel like there's a big occasion coming on? Yeah, you're feeling that already. That rush of adrenaline.
0: Yeah, I'm, you know, I've, I'm actually in the car now. And I've I've just gone. I've gone past about three or four cars, and they're out of the windows. You know, Class. putting the fists up. They, every, all the city's buzzing. You know, everybody. You can feel it in the air that you know everyone's excited now. County days down for Saturday because you know it's it's a fight it's a fighting city. Everyone gets behind the the boxers in Sheffield, and I'm just uh, happy that it's such a massive event, and I'm and i and, I, and I'm giving them a, a great great night of fighting.
2: Was there was there any ever, any points, Kel, where you considered not coming back down to welterweight, not coming back down to this weight division, defending your belt again? Did you think, you know, what I'm going to stay at super welterweight now, or you know, I'm going to pursue other things? Because let's face it, you know, you've you've reigned in this weight class for a long time now. Did you ever think it was time to move on, or, or do you still feel like you got unfinished unfinished business? You know, I
0: have got unfinished business, and you know, everybody around me, people, my team around me, wanting to move up to one you know, the weight above, mm-hmm. but it's it has took me a long time to become world champion, and, you know, it, it, I've had ups and downs in the game, which, which we know, and, you know, for me to just move up in weight and give the title up and move on, I'm too stubborn to do <laughs> to do that, so, basically, it's, you've got to rip that title away from me, so, I, you know, I knew taking this fight would be a struggle to me at well to weight, but I've just been looking at food as fuel, and, you know, being a professional about the game, um, I mean, nutrition is great for He knows how I tick what you know, what works for me. So we've had it, we've had it, we've had a good camp. We've had a good camp. And you know, I'm back down a welterweight, defending, you know, my B.F. title.
3: You were uh, last night. You were uh, hanging out with Bellu and Caldwell, and uh, one of ours, uh, Anthony Fowler, as well, who's making his debut on your card, mate. Be honest with me now, right? we will bel you in your ear talking to about the time when he won at Goodison because we know what he's like, right? He don't <laughs> shut up. Yeah. He don't shut up about it. it
0: I, I'll be honest with you now. He wouldn't shut up about it. I, 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 he was on about it, saying you know it's, it, it were the best night of his, you know, his 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 old career. You know that he, he's so passionate about his football team. So. You know, it kept going on about. I said, "Listen, mate, my my night now. Let me let me enjoy my my time in the in the sunshine." So, you know, I I love I love Bella. We you know we've known each other a long time, and we've we've both done well in boxing We're both uh, hundred percent back back each other.
3: No, top man. Listen, what whose idea it was? uh, Well, for the uh, press up challenge that uh, somebody bullied Dave Caldwell into.
0: He would, again, you know, <laughs> I mean, he would bellow again he would bellow again you know I think he was trying to trying to get Caldwell back for you know for making him uh, pushing him so hard in training so he, he made him do a bit
3: did about 100 didn't he He's smashed out 100, yeah, yeah. 100 press ups apparently he does yeah.
2: 100 press ups 100 sit ups every night he, he was does, telling does. me does? Yeah, yeah before he gets to bed yeah. oh,
0: serious. it's not bad it's yeah, for a 45 yeah. year old fella
3: <laughs> I know I know Listen, man. Have you had the Have you had the new fade done? You, you always have your little uh, cut before uh, before fight night. You are always looking fresh, man. Have you had it done? No,
0: I've got a big bush on head at the minute. <laughs> uh, I've still got to get myself in there just and get it get it cut down.
3: Get that fade on, lad. Got to look sharp, man. All the I, lights are on. All the, the lights are on, sunshine. You know the score. All the lights are on. They're ready. Don't worry. Kel, thank you so much for your time, man. Enjoy fight week and so excited and enjoy for Saturday. Saturday night, pal. Thank you. uh, Cheers. Top man. Best of luck, mate. Take care. Bye bye. He sounds in great spirits.
2: Yeah, he does. He sounds brilliant. He sounds relaxed.
3: I'm going to be honest with you. I have seen some face to faces with him and Errol Spence, and he looked more nervous than I've ever seen Kel look at a pre fight. Um, but it's mainly because obviously he's taking on a serious kid in his weight category. But there, having a little bit of a chat to him, obviously, what are we now? Four or five days out from fight day. Yeah. He um he seems extremely relaxed. He's laughing. He's joking. And I think that's the best place to be when you're going into a fight like this. Facing such a huge fight, you know, it's not a stadium just stadium fight that's in it. his hometown. That's it. It's a, it's an event coming off a loss, coming off a loss against a serious kid. Yeah and And you are the, it, it, the main man at this event that's a big thing
2: genuinely, this is the biggest moment of his career in terms of being at home and everything else obviously the glovecon fight was 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 massive, but this is A real title defence against a genuine number one contender, a mandatory opponent. You know, Errol Spence is coming to win. He doesn't know how to lose, obviously. Kel mentioned it then. He's been here before and he's lost before. That was a direct reference to the Olympic Games. Yeah. It was not a reference to his professional career. Errol Spence is 21-0. Does not know how to lose. London 2012 he was here, yeah. London 2012. So it's a tough one. It's a tough fight. Massive fight. And the pressure is on Kel Brook. But from listening to him there, hearing him speak, hearing how relaxed he is, this could be the best performance of Kel Kelbrook's career.
3: I hope it is, right? Because as I've said to you on many occasions, I'm a huge fan of his style. Just that, I know he's not Naz, but you know how I feel about Naz. I know he's not Naz, but he's come from the same place as Naz, Yeah. and there's elements of Naz. Yeah. Nobody's ever going to be, Naz. Nobody's going to be that unorthodox in the way that they go about doing their thing. Yeah. But there's something about Kel Brook that reminds me about it. Not just the accents and his trainers. There's just something about it. He loves the show. He loves the big nights. And I think, I, I hope that you are I right. hope, yeah, yeah. Because I, I said, so. like in uh, our episode 103 of our podcast, which you can get via our website, fightdisciples.com, it's available now. Go there and, and download it. Um, we obviously talk about this fight in a lot greater
2: comprehensive depth. Comprehensive breakdown, don't we? We get know.
3: straight into it. And I d- and my attitude towards it is that this will be a gun show. I think we might get a Nas, Kevin Kelly rerun. Mm-hmm. Like I say, I, I speak about that on uh, episode 103 of our podcast. Go and have a little bit of a nosy. And if we do get... Um, and Naz, Kevin Kelly, rerun. I hope that our man Kelbrook comes out on top of it because both of these lads can seriously bang at this weight category.
2: Yeah, exactly. And this is, these are the legacy-defining fights that Kelbrook Brook has been crying out for. He needs to be beating these top contenders. He needs to try and you know, We said Then he, he, he feels like he's got unfinished business in this welterweight division He doesn't want to give up this IBF belt Next step after Errol Spence has to be Against the Keith Furman or against the Manny Pacquiao or someone of that ilk He's got to try and unify this division Now before his career is over he's got to go Right, I was the best welterweight of my era And I beat everybody out there to do it Unfortunately he's not been able to do that But crazy Going and fighting Golovkin, two weights above his natural weight division, putting in a good, a spirited performance, but ultimately losing there, lifted his name so much that to beat, it, if he beats Terrell Spence on Saturday, Kel Brook is suddenly the man in the welterweight division. The matchup with it, Keith Thurman, presently the number one in division, makes perfect sense as a unification ring magazine fight. This is the moment that Kel cannot afford to drop the ball.
3: Now, there you go. Make sure you're following us on social media. Nick will be ringside. Um, at the weekend he'll keep you up to date with everything I've no doubt he'll be taking pictures of his pretty little face with a ring in the background doing all the Instagram uh, stories and what have you at Fight Disciples on Facebook Twitter and Instagram go and have a little bit of a nosy there also subscribe to our podcast therefore you never miss out on any of our weekly content two boxing shows for you this week this one that you're currently listening to so if you've missed any of it it'll be on our website for you and episode 103 which gives you a full look back at the weekend just gone and a preview of that big Bramall Lane show Get there now, fightdisciples.com. Thank you so much for your time. Next week, we hope to be obviously uh, giving you all the fallout to a fantastic debut from Anthony Fowler and still celebrating the IBF welterweight champion of the world, Kelbrook. We'll catch you next time. Thank
2: you for listening. If you like what you heard, subscribe via iTunes.